0: Let's talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. No more excuses. Get your lazy ass off the couch. Go start a podcast. There's the creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Once again, no more excuses. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Could it be easier? Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right, they're paying us for this ad. Thank you very much, Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now.
1: This
2: is The Dime, a 10-minute dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents.
0: What's up, guys? This is The Dime. As always, I've got my right hand man, Kellen here, who's going to break down the science side and I am Brian to break down the business side. This week, we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, investing in cannabis. Cannabis is one of those industries that are all over the news. And with the groundbreaking legislation, cannabis in five states after the 2020 election, and recently, the MORE Act, the green wave is only just the beginning. The common phrase that is that is spoken about on the internet or that you've seen with your friends is investing in cannabis and how and why. So, Kellen, do you invest in publicly traded co- companies in the cannabis space? I do.
2: I invest uh, in both individual companies and then I also invest in like ETFs. What about you, Brian? I mean, do you have a favorite company that you're looking at right now? Or are you just kind of investing in the whole sector?
0: Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big investor in the cannabis space. I love a bunch of the, the major MSOs and uh, I guess a disclaimer reminder, we are not investment professionals and do not take our advice from an investment <laughs> philosophy. We cannot assure you that anything will work and all those other fancy words that come at the bottom line of those conversations. At the end of the day, Kellen and I are just hobbyists involved in the space that don't know any other information except for what's publicly out there, but are fans of some of the larger players. I think with the recent coming online of New Jersey, the large East Coast brands, Columbia Care, True Leave, which I've heard is knocking around New York, and Green Thumbs are all primed to take over expansion opportunities. And as the industry becomes more mature, you'll see these larger titans kind of even expand even further. Kellen, what aspects of the cannabis industry should you invest in? And are there specific areas that are more intriguing to you than others?
2: Yeah. um, So as far as the various publicly traded companies out there, there is a couple like distinguishing differences. I think probably the safest bets in investing in cannabis are kind of investing in companies that are supporting operations of cannabis companies right so like scott's miracle grow right they have a bunch of other different revenue streams in more established agricultural markets but they are an agricultural company and cannabis is an agricultural industry so investing in like scott's miracle grow probably is a really safe way to get exposure to uh cannabis right um they're not directly cultivating cannabis so they can have real bank accounts and all these other things right that are nice from a business perspective um so that's probably the safest but if you want to like just dive straight into some of the bigger cannabis companies i mean there's a a stark difference between canadian and u.s operators right so i kind of err on the side of nationalism right like <laughs> i, t- I like i like to support the american sector right we operate in america so I I tend to invest more in American cannabis companies, if you will. Do you have a, a preference, Brian? I mean, are you more Canadian exposure, U.S. exposure?
0: Old Brian was Canadian exposed, but now it's heavy U.S. And it's funny, the Canadian companies took huge spikes recently with the advancements of the legislation. In my mind, they shouldn't have. They're not crossing the border anytime soon unless they had their flags planted, so When I saw those numbers spike and people were like, I'm going to keep buying Delray or Aura. And it's like, well, that's great. But like, why? What's the understanding? And I think people sometimes trade off brand names and don't look into the minute details and understanding the issues that are at play here. And some of those commonly issues are state lines, international lines, those lines matter. There's a real difference between crossing those and if you can and cannot. I want to go back to your first point though about Hathorne and Scott's miracle Grow. I think that's a really interesting area where it's not a fundamental cannabis company alone. It is a diverse company that's got exposure to other segments, which allows them to have the ability to to grow in the cannabis market as new legislation comes online, but also allows them to be diverse in their own right to explode if these other markets with established customers grow as well. So I think that's like a, a mutual fund in some aspects where it's got its own diverse areas all built into one. Some of the other players here in the U.S. Cash is king and without the ability to go get more capital, you want to find the profitable companies that are out there that understand exactly how to run the business from a positive cash flow standpoint because you need cash to, to grow and, and you see these companies that are buying licenses. I mean, Kellen, you've seen the prices of the licenses. They're buying, what would you call that, a piece of paper for aspects? Yeah, like for millions of this- Right. They're for millions and millions of dollars. And that's the only way to enter some of these markets, Pennsylvania, Illinois. like you, you need to purchase a license. One of the guys that I want to shout out, uh, Todd Harrison of CB1 Capital. He's all over Twitter on this. He's got his finger on the pulse when it comes to cannabis investing. And he's talking about the big players. He, he, he understand how it works. He comes from probably the the capital side of the space and, he's communicating the values of these different companies and where they're excelling in the space. So if you're looking for more specifics on this, I would definitely recommend reaching out to him.
2: Yeah, I think you brought up a really interesting point. And I think we had this conversation maybe a couple weeks ago about the challenges of obtaining capital for growth in a high growth market when you can't go to your traditional institutional aspects for that raising the capital. And it's been really cool to watch some of the creative ways that these companies have come up with raising capital, right? So like those RETs that we were talking about the other, the other week, right? So utilizing RETs to provide liquidity to other can- cannabis companies. So there's a lot of really cool companies out there that technically are real estate companies, but are operating real estate for kind of partner or sister companies. I don't know the relationship there for cannabis companies, right? So they are a cannabis real estate company, which is a wild
0: concept, right? Yeah, the sale lease back program blew my mind as I was diving into that. I was like, what the hell? And then I was figuring out, I was like, holy shit, this is a loophole. And I was like, I didn't even possibly think about it. But then it makes sense, like how are these companies purchasing and scaling as fast as they are. They don't have the capital means to continue to explode like this. They're they're making money, but not as much as they are. You can't just be buying all these things without an access to capital, and, and it makes sense. They're positioning themselves for opportunities of growth, and it's it's wild to see like the little fish being gobbled up by the bigger fish, and I think that that's a bad example, because in the cannabis space, the big fish are gobbling the medium-sized fish, and the little fish are still operating, and as the industry matures, those little fish are still gonna be highly coveted because brand recognition is gonna be a really popular thing as they, they go toward nationality. And as these West Coast brands make the trek across the East Coast, which is completely underdeveloped, there's going to be a massive M&A period where a Columbia Care, a truly of Green Thumbs is like, these guys rock in Colorado. Nobody in the East Coast has any idea who they are. We're going to scoop them up. They're tiny. We're going to pay hand over foot to acquire them. And now we're going to bring these insane products to the East Coast, and hope that that resonates with the East coast. And there's a chance it doesn't, which is the wildest thing. There is no national brand that everyone's like, this is mine. Like this is the number one. And until there is that people are gonna be searching for that, that market share to claim. And it's, it's gonna be a, a cool fight. So from an investing side, I, think, I don't think you can go wrong. I think the market is poised to continue to explode. And if you're gonna text me and ask me which companies to invest in, it's the same three or four on a regular basis. But at the end of the day, probably getting exposure to the industry as a whole is probably a good idea. But also, don't spend money that you can't afford to lose because it's volatile for sure.
2: So I just want to add one other thing. I would say that ETFs, right? To invest in those. Have you seen the new MSOS? I did see that. The pure US one?
0: Yeah, what do you think of that?
2: Uh, I mean... I was going to get involved with it, I was thinking, right? Just support nationalism and also, I think it's probably got good exposure with the green wave and it's like, you know, like it's hard to like go out and just like be, because I do a little bit of day trading on the side, right? Like Uh buying (laughs) and I focus on the cannabis sector only, right? Which is, I thought it was like killing two birds with one stone, right? Like, (laughs) but it's hard to like figure out which companies are going to accelerate, right, especially from a stock perspective because of, like, I think what you were saying in terms of, like, the brands and getting different brands over to the East Coast from the West Coast. Even a lot of, like, the really companies that have a good name out there, like the Tilray's, like the Aurora's, right, like, their footprint, they haven't really, like, figured out their place in the supply chain. They're even fragmented, like, when you compare it to, like, a Coca-Cola or something, right? So, I think that it's really challenging to go out and pick like an individual company that's going to potentially be very, very successful in five to 10 years. Right. Um, so I think that like investing in those kind of things gives you more diversity and lets you kind of ride the, the wave as a whole with, within the industry.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who abused cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said,